Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Believe and Listen Talk Radio from New York with Carla Blaha, Evidential Medium. Weekly conversations on all things spiritual and metaphysical, discussions, callers, and readings. Cultivate your personal connection to spirit and the universe. Learn that the impossible is actually possible. Hello and welcome to Believe and Listen here at Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Carla Blaha, Evidential Medium. Wow, this is about miracles. I can't even believe that I hadn't thought of doing a podcast about this before now. Now I've decided to do a whole book about it. It's incredible. Miracles. We use the term very loosely, yet we also know when we need to use it in a really, really big way. So what I want to talk about today is what a miracle is, what's miraculous, and I'm also very interested in people sending me their miracles, their experiences to discuss on future podcasts and maybe even in my book. First, I'd like to discuss what the heck is a miracle because there's lots of shades of gray. I realized when really delving into this before the podcast, there's an awful lot of shades of miracles. And what is a miracle to one person isn't necessarily a miracle to another. And what about all of those miracles or odd occurrences in between? So if you bear with me, the definition of a miracle, which I did not write, I did get this from the old-fashioned dictionary, a surprising and welcome event that is not explicable by natural or scientific laws and is therefore considered to be the work of the divine. That's one definition. Another definition is an effect or extraordinary event in the physical world that surpasses all known or human natural powers and is described to be a supernatural cause. I think there's some gray area for me around what science can explain and what's unexplainable and is science itself a miracle? Because, of course, I've got to pick into this and get really deep into it. But at the end of the day, trust me, I just believe in miracles. So we can just take that as an assumption for what I do for a living. Yet, even with what I do for a living, which is every single day, connecting to your spirit people that have crossed to the other side with profound evidence. I don't mess around with evidence. People who have been read by me know I've got a very finite way in which I read where I bring through certain amounts of evidence, personality, continuity of life and memories. I have a whole package for what I deliver. And yet I know the effect I have, although it's not me, is miraculous for people. I don't sit around thinking I do miracles every day. I just don't. To me, so you imagine where my miracle bar actually is. So I'm kind of wondering, you know, listeners, what is your miracle bar? You know, let's take some time to think about that, you know, moving forward or think about it while you're listening. What is your bar for a miracle? Is it I just landed that job or, wow, they just got cured from cancer or they were miraculously cured or all of these miracles to you? I don't think there's a right or wrong. I'm just really curious as to what people think. And though I've done this as a private podcast, so I'm not taking callers for this, I really, again, do hope that 
you will take some time to write in to believe and listen at hotmail.com. Those are all words, believe and listen at hotmail.com and maybe share your stories um, with me and we'll see what we can use. You know, I do have to do some checking a little bit and references, but um, nothing too heavy, but I do need to know that people are just making stuff up, which actually brings me to something that's making me laugh about this. You know, in the nineties, And then early 2000s, there was a lot of TV series and movies. I don't even know what that noise was. Did you hear that noise? I don't even know. This Every time I do a podcast, and this this is, you can bank on this. I am not technical. I really speak to dead people for a living, and I can write. That's what I do. Technology, there's always going to be some weird thing going on in my pod. Here we go. I don't even know what that is. I don't even know. Mine was probably not even recording. This keeps up. I'm going to have to stop this podcast and begin again. At any rate, and I'm laughing because I'm thinking, okay, is there some kind of thing I should be doing now? Is this a little sign for a miracle? Okay. In the 90s and 2000s, there was a lot of TV series. And the many that I remembered, but I had to actually look up and get the names of. And they're often on um, you know, Amazon or Netflix. They still carry them. And they're pretty cool. Uh, to name a few, there was one called It's a Miracle, then something called Miracles, Miracle Worker, Everyday Miracles, Miracles Around Us. Could it be a miracle? Now, I have to tell you, Could It Be a Miracle only ran from 96 to 97. Robert Culp was the host of it. And then a couple of people, uh Staples that they had on every week, you know, from doctors to psychiatrists to psychologists to scientists. They even had what they called the Miracle Center. It's actually become a little bit of a running joke in my household, the Miracle Center. So if I have to check out something or really deliver evidence, I actually have the running statement outwardly to my family. Well, let me check the Miracle Center, which I'm being facetious, but I'm not. But they really had this Miracle Center where these people would check out the miracles that they had encountered before they put them on their shows, which I think is important. But again, what's a miracle to one person isn't to another. And then there's just these blatant miracles um, that I don't think any of us can really dispute. And they're just defy the laws of reason. I, you know, I decided to look up what the first miracle of Jesus was. Now, I know there's a lot of debates over the Bible, so I'm not going there, or I'm not really well-versed enough for that. But I thought this would be interesting because we think of Jesus, we do think of miracles, believe them or not, we do think of it. It was him turning the water into wine. And then obviously there's the loaves of bread, there's the parting of the seas, there's walking on the water, there's lots of things. But that was the first documented one that I could find that they at least acknowledge as a miracle. Now, if that is true, I'm going to go with that's kind of miraculous. Clearly, there's a debate over the mirror, the biblical miracles. You know, you can have scholars, theologians, or lay people. You know, did any of them happen? Did some of them happen? I don't know. But I, for me, it's better to believe than not believe. You don't have to believe. I never twist anybody's arm to believe. But my guess is if you're listening to one of my podcasts, you probably have some belief system to begin with. Again, the shades of gray is where I'm looking. I'd like you to take a pause, and I'm going to pause with you and say, think about it. Just think of one or two miracles that you've witnessed, because you have, 
And if your miracle is getting a promotion out of left field, great, think about it. If your miracle is how on earth did my father get cured from an incurable illness overnight, then think about that. I don't want you to look at a miracle as too big or too small. I just want you to see where they've come through in your life and how. It's really, like I said, the shades of gray that we're going to talk about and what is a miracle, what isn't. And I'm not sure at the end of the day I know or, or I have the right to tell you. But what I do have is the ability to be able to discuss it and have you think about it and just expand what's possible in this world. You know, I do want to mention one of the um, most well-known current cases of what is seemingly completely miraculous in the world of healing. And I'm sure there's many we don't hear about, but there's one that's been around for a number of years um, from a woman who many of you have heard of, Anita Morjani, whose, whose case actually fascinates me and, and everybody else. She's written a book or two, but one of them is Dying to Be Me. Anita was in a coma for 30 hours. She had been diagnosed with lymphoma, which I believe spread to her whole body. I'm not sure, but her organs were failing and she was in a coma and she's been on countless TV shows. She's, she's, she's a living miracle. And, you know, she did, you know, fight the good fight of cancer for a number of years before that coma. It just wasn't, wasn't an overnight went into a coma thing. She really went through traditional routes and did all the things that, than often many people do to save themselves. And here she found herself in a coma. Her family was called in, you know, and that's when you get the uh, organs are failing speech and this isn't turning around. Come in and say your goodbyes. And that's what happened. Except, unbeknownst to her, in the midst of this literally dying process, because the body often takes, um, it's a process to be born and it's a process to actually die often so with that oh sorry i'm there's more technical difficulties i'm looking around here but with that um it wasn't her doing it is what i'm saying it was miraculous divine intervention she began to her body began to heal and this is documented everywhere so you have the hospital the medical doctors her family i mean this was a thing and within days, weeks, her lymphoma and her cancer was gone. And she now talks all around the world about it. What's interesting to me there is she was not consciously aware. She was not manifesting. She was not outwardly praying because she was in a coma. And somehow with some force that we don't know what it is, she was able to have her body completely healed. Completely healed. And for her, enough for her to go around and write more, a lot of books and talk about this. So that's, to me, that's that kind of miracle that we don't have an explanation for because she didn't use meditation. She did not use epigenetics, which is your mind healing your body, which I absolutely believe in. She didn't do any of that because she couldn't. Something was put from outside of her. And if I go back to the original definition, let me find it, of the miracle, um, I think there's something where it actually says, surpasses all known human or natural powers. Because it went beyond her. It was an extraordinary event. Extraordinary, extraordinary, same word. 
So I think we all can say, gee, that was a miracle. And we may know people this has happened to. I, I know I have many clients that have come to me and told me stories. I, I can think of one right this second where they had had um, scans showing cancer um, and, you know, a fair amount of it enough to say, "Uh oh, this is not good and not going to be easy and, and, and might be lethal. I believe the client induced an awful lot of prayer and asked for an awful lot of prayer. And when the scans were given to the next set of doctors, there was not a sign of cancer on the scans at all. So or I should say she probably had another set of scans. So I'm confusing her now. I've got another one uh, that I'm remembering. And she, they were, it was gone. It was gone. Then there was one which I found interesting because you could write this off to, oh, well, that was just, you know, good luck and good fortune. But I had a client and I remember her now. She was somewhere in Connecticut. I don't know why I remember that. And she, they told her how bad it was. Her test came back X, Y, and Z. She called a friend of hers who was a doctor and had the, the kind of go over everybody's heads. And they were reading the wrong scans. They weren't even hers. Hers were fine. So she was fine all along, but what if she hadn't called her friend? So was it a miracle that she felt like, let me call the friend? Did I remember her telling me the story? It's only snippets in my head I, I can recall. But something was put in her head to make the phone call. I remember she said she felt awkward, but because it was life and death, she was like, okay, I think I'm going to do this. And she did. So there's lots of people who experience miracles every single day, but we don't hear about them. And again, let's get into the shades of gray of miracles. Um, because what are just signs and what are guiding forces? You know, what cause? Again, I don't know. I'm asking you to think and really then send in things to me again at believe and listen at hotmail.com and tell me your stories. I have my own stories that, you know, again, my bar is a little different. My friends, I, I recently had two friends who I grew up with. I mean, I've known them since the single digit years of my life. And they said, they both said to me during a current situation I was involved in, they said, if I didn't know you literally since we were in kindergarten, I wouldn't believe anything. But I've seen everything that's happened to you. And it's, it's just supernatural. And that wasn't, again, that's not what I do for a living. She's talking about other stuff that occurs in my life that, you know, it's just unbelievable extremes of the pendulum swinging from the good to the bad and to recovering. It's just crazy. I bet you guys have that too. Maybe not to the extreme I have. We have all have different karmic paths and mine really is a little bit much to be honest with you, but everybody's got something. So let's think about the shades of gray for a moment. I've narrowed them down to a couple of categories and I'm sure there's more just to go over them. One is prayer and miracles to discuss, intention, manifestation, and then intervention of those miracles and those out of left field Anita Morjani um, miracles that were just like, wow, what is that? That is the coolest thing ever. Now, weirdly, but not, almost all of those things that I read, scientists can arguably point a finger at and tell you it's science, which I personally love because for the skeptics in this world, if you tell them, yeah, but that's science, the frequency of the body changes, you can use hands-on healing, the mind can heal the body, they'll tell you that's just science. But the skeptics then accept it. Okay, but is then science a miracle in its own right? 
And then we're talking about the the divine intervention miracles where some, you know, tall figure pulls somebody out of a car and tells you their name is John and then walks away and nobody else saw that figure. That really happens quite a bit, you know. Um, I, I'll share a couple of the odd experiences I've had. Actually, some of them I'm actually not even prepared to share because, you know, I don't know. They're too crazy. But one, and I, I'm writing this in part of the book, and I share it with my groups and in one of the classes I teach with um, death and dying and grieving. But it happened when my mother died. Um, there was an exceedingly large amount of unusual circumstances leading up to her death. Now, I'm saying this only five months after my mother has died. And when I saw her, this is September of 19, she died in April, I saw her Christmas Eve, she was at my house, and I knew, she looked great, she was actually the most beautiful woman I've ever seen, and I thought, this is it, this is the last time I'll see her this way, I just knew it, okay, there's your intuition, not a miracle, intuition, although miraculous in its own right, a series of events happened to her that are unexplainable, like freakish, this bone breaking, this shoved down the stairs by, you know, probably not great care from someone else. You know, like weird things that I just had wasn't there for and, and couldn't help. And no matter what I did, I couldn't save the woman. And I did try. And I knew I was up against a force I couldn't beat. So I say that because I was up against, I don't know what, that's a story for another day. But I did try to help her recover. I'm, you know, an only child for the most part. And I couldn't do it. My family came in, my husband, my children, my mother-in-law, law firms. I mean, everything came in to try to help my mother. And it just wouldn't work. We were up against a force that was just too darn strong for us. And she was dying, and I, I still don't really know why. Point to that is I spent several months moving heaven and earth without success. And that doesn't happen for someone like me. I get the job done. So... I knew she was dying. I'd seen her. She was recovering from a, um, a broken hip and another broken bone, and she should have been out of a rehab center. And her mouth was swollen. Her body was swollen. Something was going on. No matter what I did, I, I couldn't get them to take her to the hospital. I tried to call the ambulance. Everyone intervened. It was crazy. I went down on my knees in my living room, put my hands together, and dropped every ounce of who I was off of me, and was one with God and prayed this prayer. God, I know my mother's dying and I don't know why. Please get an ambulance to her within the hour and get her to the hospital. Because the nursing home rehab isn't sending her. And if I call 911, there's, which I will, but I don't want to have to. I want them to do it. And they're not doing it. 45 minutes later, I received a phone call. We're sending your mother to the hospital for mental decline, which is a joke because clearly she was ill and you know, gotten bad medication, blah, blah, blah. Again, another story, which I will tell. And they sent her there, and I prayed in that prayer. I know she's dying. Please let her pass in the hospital. I can't have her pass at that place. I want to be with her. I want to lie next to her, and I saw the whole death happen in my head. And literally in 45 minutes, the phone call came, we're taking your mother to the hospital. I knew at that point my mother would be dead within a very short time, and I would be there, and she would be with, in comfort and surrounded by love, which is exactly what happened within a week. That was, to me, a miraculous, immediate answer to prayer, because I had prayed to help her for months. I'm talking about January to April. And I visited her every day, my family visitor. We couldn't get the job done. 
I fell to my knees and handed it all to God. And I'm not telling you you need to do that. I'm just telling you that I watched what I believe was a miracle induced by prayer. And then it played out exactly the way I had asked. I'm leaving, you know, believe it or not, tons of detail out and tons of detail on the prayer. But it played out right to a miraculous doctor, an MD, who came up to me, told me she had heard my story and then heard me tell part of it and couldn't believe what I'd been through and that I was up against a force too powerful and then asked, can I pray over your mother? This is a medical doctor. It was, I, I felt I was talking to an angel. It was the most amazing thing. And my mother died peacefully with me next to her. That to me was a miracle because what she was living in was far from that. But that was prayer-induced miracle. I prayed for something the other day or twice in the past two or three weeks from one of my sons. And it was, but I hit my knees on this one too because I don't normally do this. Now I think I have to do it all the time. It worked. And it worked in exactly... The prayer I asked for, I I won't share, but I did say I need this, this, and this, and this to a finite time limit. And I said, in the last five minutes of that appointment, I need something to change. And it did. My son was taken to an appointment. Everything was negative. I don't, this is not medical. Um, Negative. No, 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 I'm not doing that. And then five minutes later, okay, we'll do that. And I had to do it again for something else. Three times I've done this. These to me... I don't know if it would have happened without the prayer. I don't believe it would have. And I've done a lot of prayers in my years, a lot. I pray all day, every day. I had miracle-induced prayer. I know that I did. So I think that's one of the ways that we can get a miracle is prayer. And if you're not a prayer person, that's fine. I think you can do it by intention, manifestation. I'm not dropping off this prayer thing, though, for me, because, boy, does that work. But you put out an intention, a manifestation, or ask for an intervention to come in, um, if I could tell this story quickly, because this this is this is so fantastical that you know I'm even embarrassed saying it, but I do have witnesses. Uh, this happened over 20 years ago. I was driving down to D.C. to visit a friend. There was a specific bridge I would cross, and I would call her at work during the time that I hit the bridge, Be- not hit the bridge, but past the bridge, so she could leave work and meet me at her apartment, and then we would hang out. And I did this for year. Every couple of months I would visit her, and I did this for years because she had moved away from our t- town, and uh, we stayed friends. And one time, and we knew that this bridge was an, over an hour from her home, so she would have enough time always to go tidy things up at work and go home. And we did this constantly. And we used to joke and say, synchronize the watches. Called her up. I said, here I am. I'm on the bridge. Synchronize our watches. It's 3 o'clock. Yep, 3 o'clock. Okay, see you in an hour. I get to her apartment. I remember parking, locking the car, going in, and she wasn't there. I was waiting in the lobby, waiting in the lobby. I was talking to the the, the man at the front who, not the doorman, but the, the man who, you know, signed you in. And I was there like 45 minutes. I said, can I use your phone? Back then, I'm not sure that I had a readily available cell phone. I don't, I, they, we didn't have them, so it was over 20 years ago. I called her up, and I said, where are you? And she says, what are you talking about? I said, I've been here like 40 minutes, maybe 45. She said, that's impossible. It's only, I think she said 345. And I said, no, I, I drove from the bridge. That's an hour. And I've been sitting here 40 minutes. And I said to prove I had the, the man in the front tell, yep, she's been sitting here. And she said, Carla, look at your watch. And only 45 minutes had passed. Now, that should have been an hour and 45 minutes. 
and my watch hadn't gone that far, but yet I somehow made it <laughs> and sat there and had witnesses, only to find out later there was a hellacious, like, multi-car pileup on that road. I don't know, 12 cars, some crazy thing like that. And I just wasn't there. And I have no explanation for where that time went. Now, what's interesting is, I mean, that's kind of a weird story that I just don't even tell. But thank God the doorman or the, the front guy, the guy at the front was witness. And my friend was witness. But now I'm going to speed that up. 15 years later, I was driving on the same bridge with my husband. And maybe I had two kids at the time. I think I had three kids at the time. So it's probably, no, I don't know. It's 13, 15 years ago. I'm, I'm back on that bridge and I'm telling the story. And I said, I know exactly how far this is from, you know, Carol's place because I used to always call her from here. So we knew that but we weren't going to see her, but we were going in the same town. So I told them I know how long it's going to take to get there. The exact same thing happened where we lost an entire almost hour of time. But my husband said to me, how can this be? What time does your watch say? And I told him. He said, but I remember what time it was. I said, see, it happened again. And the time just went. I don't know if there was an accident that time, but between my husband and children, we all had witnessed. So this time had just passed. So that's something to me that we adverted. I just don't know what. I think that you'll find there's a lot of miracles seen and unseen. And I could have easily blown that time thing off if, if we weren't so surprised and had witnesses for both times. You can argue spoon bending is a miraculous thing, which I've done. Um, you know, I, but that's probably science. Well, it is science. Uh, people have extreme strength lifting cars off somebody. Is that a miracle or is that science? Or is science a miracle? I'll keep going back to that. So I'm gonna, again, I'm going to ask you to pause a minute and think, wow, what happened in your life? Did someone get a miraculous cure? Did somebody fall and break a bone, get that scanned, and then they found cancer somewhere else, and then they were cured if they didn't break the bone? But is that divine intervention, or is that on a, a lower level, or is that a miracle too? I don't know the shades of gray. I think it's like getting a promotion. You get a promotion that's okay, and you're like, thank you, I'm happy. You get another promotion, you're like, oh, this is pretty good. And then all of a sudden you get the out-of-left-field promotion, and you're now buying three new homes. These are all good things. They're all different shades of gray, but the strength behind them is different. So I just am scratching the surface with this miracles topic. I have, you know, obviously can get in and will get into deeper levels of individual miracles and, you know, are angels miraculous or the people that come and grab you out of the car. I'll actually share another quick story if I can make it quick enough without everybody thinking this medium is a wingnut with all these weird experiences. I actually haven't had as many. I've had some big ones, but not, I don't have them all the time. Or, you know what, I probably don't notice them. I was in bed. This is like the past year. And I couldn't breathe. I was waking up, and for some reason, I was unable to, almost had like paralyzation of my lungs. But they weren't filled. I couldn't get my brain to take a breath like this. I couldn't do it. I was caught in this. And I couldn't exhale. And I was laying there. I could, my eyes were closed, but I could see everything around me. And I kept trying to get my brain to get me to breathe. And out of nowhere, a, a man dressed all in white, came up, walked along me, tapped me, and I went, <gasps> and I breathed. And I thought, I just experienced something that even I don't experience. And he had a weird thing around his waist, but he was all in white. He wasn't overly friendly. He didn't say anything. His job was to tap me to get my lungs to work. And 
And I laid there and stunned because something bigger than me intervened and got me to breathe. Now, I don't drink or do drugs or anything like that, so let's clarify the fact that that was not under the influence of anything for that or never have in my whole life with any of the odd things I've experienced. But that, to me, was all, as my mother would say, fodder for my book, fodder for my podcast. These things happened to me in these two recent miracles to have me say to you, what are your miracles? Open up to miracles. Don't feel you don't deserve the miracles. Look for them. There's probably a whole bunch like traffic jams and things that you get caught in that you don't even know are saving you. And then there's those ones like Anita that you, that you just don't know. How the heck does that happen? Anyway, email me your miracles. Believe and listen at hotmail.com. You can find my book on Amazon. Get your vibe back. You can find me on Facebook, Carla Blaha, Evidential Medium. Instagram, Carla Blaha Medium. Try to do all the social media that I possibly can. At any rate, thank you for joining me. And remember, every day there's a miracle, whether it's a flower, a flower blossoming, the sun rising and setting, or somebody being cured or saved from something. But they happen all the time. You have a miraculous day. Thank you for listening to Believe and Listen with Carla Blaha. You can find Carla at CarlaBlaha.com. To increase your personal sixth sense, Carla's book, Get Our Vibe Back, is available on Amazon Kindle. Tune in next week for more things metaphysical.